Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Joel chapter 2, I read from verse 25. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. My great army, which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. You will never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Verse 27, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. And there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. And that's our scripture for the month. Praise the Lord. Father, take all the glory as you give utterance in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence that does all the work. We give you praise in Jesus' name. So verse 25 says, so I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. Praise the Lord. For someone, is the third time you are going to hear me speaking on restoration. And now you are here. That means that there will be speedy restoration in your lives in Jesus' name. You say, why are you so sure? Because, look, faith comes only by hearing. And hearing is by the word of God. Glory be to God. So you can never overhear it. Even if you've heard it ten times, there will be something new. If you hear the same thing long enough, it will change your life. Even when they are false. So we are careful what we hear. We are careful what we see. You see, Paul was talking, he said, for me to say the same thing over and over to you, it's not adverse. But for you, it is safety. So verse 25 says, so I will restore. God was speaking to prophet Joel. Hallelujah. And quickly in the context of this, the people of Israel, God's own people, covenant people, the only covenant people on earth at the time, today we are many, they had swayed away from the way of God and run after other gods. And God was now chastising them. And one of the methods he did was that he sent locusts to eat up all their farm. But every time God chastises his own, it's a correction for improvement. You see, when God is with you, you will always restore. Oh, yes, that's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. You see, the truth is that that's his nature. You see, apart from the first week of creation, tell me what else God has been doing. Since the Garden of Eden, at the end of the seven days, God stood back and he looked at what he has done. The Bible says, very good. It was there after that man fell, remember? Yes. Did he start another creation? No, no, no. He started the restoring process. 
And that's what he's still doing today. He has this creation. So that's what he does. That's his nature. That's God. What an awesome God we serve. You see, all through, I, I, I looked at it closely. I looked at the book, this book. From Genesis to Revelation. I think it's better described as the book of restoration. If it wasn't restoring Adam and Eve, it was consoling Cain. It was rewarding Noah. It was encouraging Abraham. Everything. It was bringing Rahab from the destitution of prostitution to the palace as a queen. It's restoring. The whole Bible is restoration. All the prophets prophesied coming restoration, coming restoration, coming restoration, which usually will happen in their literal situation and of course be a prophecy to the future, usually. Restoration. And um, by the time you get to the book of Revelation, you find the same thing there. Is restoring. As a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, this, this was Peter ending his sermon on the day of Pentecost. Very long sermon. But ending it, he says, addressing the crowd that gathered who were surprised and dazed by the feeling of the Spirit and the speaking in tongues and the tongues of fire or standing on the heads of the, I mean, they had gathered from every tribe. So he was finishing his sermon. He said, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing, is that no restoration? May come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive. Now, remember, Jesus has resurrected and ascended into heaven. Whom heaven must receive, and whom heaven must keep. Until the times of what? Of what? Everything. Everything created must be restored. Which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the war began. So God is in the restoration business. That's what he does. That's why we heal you from sickness. He will deliver you from poverty. He will forgive your sins. He will regenerate your spirit. It will restore your peace. It will restore your joy. Come on, he's in the restoring business. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, you want to see where it happened? Look at Revelation 21, just 1 to 5, just to let you know that. What we see in Acts, you see it in the prophecy of John. See, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. That's prophecy of the future. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Let's leave it there. I just went there to show you that restoration of all things is still going to happen. Because Jesus will still return. He's coming back again. The first time he came, he came as the lamb. 
The next time he's coming, he's coming as the king and the conqueror. He's coming to reign eternally. He's coming again. So there will be a restoration of all things. So you can see with me that God is in the restoration business. That's what he does. Glory be to God in the highest. If you look at Job chapter 1, why did Job suffer what he suffered? His sin? Of course not. In the book of Joel here, it was their sin and God rebuking them. And yet, he's coming back to restore them. That's God. He will rebuke you with one hand, and with the other hand, he'll pull you close. He's a father. You see, like I said before, every other religion doesn't have, doesn't see themselves as children. They are servants and slaves of God. But in Christianity, we are sons, whether we are a man or a woman. We are children of the Most High God. The Bible says it behoves him, that is Jesus Christ, to make many sons into glory. And that's why we make ourselves to understand clearly from scriptures that at the time it was God having his only begotten son. But now his begotten son has brought many sons to glory. God does not have only a begotten son anymore. He has sons. Read the book of Hebrew. Read the book of Galatians. Read the book of Romans. Read the book of Ephesians. We who were once far off, who were strangers, and we have been brought close by the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So he's still in the restoring business, and we give him praise in the name of Jesus. So he says, I will restore the years. What does it mean to restore the years? Does it mean that you go back and start living your life again now that you are 60 or you are 50 or you are 20? You go back to year one? No. That word literally there means I will compensate it. That means that no matter all you have lost, those who never lose nothing will never be superior to you. I will restore. He's in the restoring business. So, devastation of many years, I will bring you to speed. When it comes to blessing, you see the Lord. It's too small for him to do, I'm sure you know that. Let me quickly remind you of their story in Egypt. They went to bed one night as the object of the earth, the slaves of slaves. But by the following morning, even the richest in the world had to bow. God can turn your situation around overnight. But follow me closely. We don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with the finish of our infirmity. This our God is real. He manifests in our physical lives. That's why we follow him. That's why we trust him. That's why we love him. That's why what we do is not just a religion, it's a way of life. Ah, somebody shall restore. That's what our father does. I am convinced in the name of Jesus that somebody in the service today, under the sound of my voice, you will testify. Of the miraculous turnaround of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. So he says, I will restore the years. In King James, he said, Caterpillar, canker worm, palmer worm, come on, all the worms. God will restore in the name of Jesus. In rebuking them, in chastising them, he used the locust. Can you imagine? God can use anything. When God wants to fight his enemies, when he wants to rebuke you, fight his enemies against you, he will use anything. He can use flies. He can use mosquitoes. He can use locusts. He can use the rain. (laughs) 
Hey. In Egypt, he used frogs. He used lice. He used hair to fight. <laughs> he can use the sun and the moon to fight you. That was why the psalmist said, the sun shall not smite me by day. The moon will not smite me by night. They are created to bless me. So whether it's day or night, in the name of, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, I am blessed. Ooh. Is somebody following me? This year, in the name of Jesus, the devil planned the worst for you, but it's going to be your greatest recovery and deliverance. Greatest restoration in the name of Jesus. He's in the restoring business. Why will he say, I will? Because he can restore. Why would he just restore? Why would he say, I will? Because he was dealing with the hearts that were oppressed, hearts that were despairing. They had gone through this for many years, and it looked like there's no more hope. It's like, let's give up and die. So when he said, I will, you know what that does when God tells you, I will? He bets hope. And when that happens, what happens? Your attitude to life changes. No more, I said, you will eat in plenty. And be satisfied. And the next line, and you will praise. So you won't be murmuring anymore. You won't be sulking and despairing anymore. You will be praising. But I'm yet to see you turn around. But you just heard God say, I will. So that prepares you for what is about to happen. And every time God says, I will, He has lived up to it. Oh, glory be to God. Somebody is saying, is it true? That's why you are here today. It will be the pioneer effect of God's word in your life. In the name of Jesus. I will not be the last. I promise you in Jesus' name. Because now, oh, I feel the fire. You will put him to test. You say, if it's true, your word in the Bible, do it. And you will be shocked. In the name of Jesus. So he says, I will restore the years. What about Jesus? That's why he sent Jesus. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but what have? Is that not restoration? He restores you from perishing. He created eternity for you to enjoy, not for you to suffer. And the period of our life here is just a microcosm of our existence. The oldest of us will live 150 years and gone. Eternity is billions of years. And souls don't get destroyed. They either dwell in there forever in agony or dwell on the other side forever in bliss. And where you land at the end of maximum 150 years, which I doubt, is determined by what you do here, by what you make of this time, your decisions here, now. For whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Glory be to God in the highest. And now Jesus came, giving his mission statement, Luke 4, 18, and see what he says. 
the context is such that they said they are returned from the wilderness to Galilee. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue to worship with the brethren. And there was given to him the book of Isaiah to read from. And he himself turned to this particular place in the book of Isaiah, which of course in our current day Bible, we find Isaiah chapter 61. And what did he read? The spirit of the Lord is upon what? Me. Because this was the prophecy about him in the book of Isaiah. He was not reading it to them. Real life in the book of Luke. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. <laughs> Why the poor? Because they will hear the gospel and they will stop being poor. It's liberation. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. It's a healing. So brokenheartedness. So the kind of sickness that is not external. That he will heal it. See, that's why I'm anointed for. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Liberty to the captives. Anywhere in your life where you are being held captive, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ sets you free. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the fire. Glory be to God in the highest. I said there will be testimonies from this service. In the name of Jesus. Somebody who has never experienced the miracle before, you'll be the miracle. In the name of Jesus. I say, you will be the miracle in the name of Jesus. He's in the restoring business. That's what he does. Glory be to God in the highest. And proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. For me, this is the cream of what he was saying. So henceforth... If you go to 61, you now see all that is enriched about the assembly of the Lord. And as you read for that, he said, and you will say that for your shame, double honor. So the restoration includes restoring you from shame, from guilt, from condemnation. Glory be to God in the highest. From fear. Hallelujah. Those are the tools that the devil will always use. Glory be to God in the highest. We give him praise. We give him honor. So this was Jesus talking. And later, when the writer of the book of Acts, the same Dr. Luke, was writing of what happened in the house of Cornelius, he said something about Jesus Christ, talking about what Peter was preaching in the house of Cornelius. Acts 10, 38. He says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power and he went about doing what? Doing good. And how was that good defined? Healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. Is that a restoration? Yes. Every form of oppression, Jesus came to remove it. It is your heritage to live a delivered life. He has delivered you from every oppression of the devil. He went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. Now, look, the snack is this. If you don't know that you are delivered, the devil will make you believe you are not delivered. And he will still accuse you on what you have been saved from. And when you allow the accusation to stand, you feel condemned. Guilt rules the life. And fear rules that person's life. But this person is free. For such people, the prison door is opened and you are still behaving as if you are incarcerated. If you are born again, you have been delivered from all oppressions. It does not matter where it's coming from. I feel the fire. Is it illness? Is it poverty? 
Is it low self-esteem? Is it incessant failures? Is it troubled marriage? Is it troublesome children? Is it your ministry? Is it your career or business? Where you feel so inadequate. You feel like you are not fit to stand anymore. You feel like you quit, you quit the same. You feel like life is not worth living. It's a lie from the bottom of hell. Because he whom the son has set free is free indeed. You don't live your life by the validation of man. First of all, get the validation of God. And validation of men will just follow. Is somebody hearing me? Our God is a restorer. He still restores. And right in this service, he will restore in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. So I was talking about Job. You know, Job knew nothing about what happened. It was God in dialogue with the devil. The devil had gathered with the angels. And of course, God could spot him from a distance. I said, what are you doing here? He said, from Romans 2 and 4, the earth. What are you doing in Romans 2 and 4? I said, the Bible says in the epistles, say he goes to and fro, doing what? Seeking work to devour. He's looking for where to latch and to confuse and to snatch. But he's always going to and fro. So that's why I said to God, say, I'm going to and fro the earth. Doing what? And then it was God that started a dialogue. Have you considered my servant? He said, servant? Yeah, because in the Old Testament, servant, Jesus said to that. It was after he died that we became sons. And resurrected. That's when we became sons. Come on, John chapter 1, verse 12. As many as believe in today, must give them the capacity and the power to become what? Sons. Any son in this house? Shout amen. amen. So you have a lot of things to go and dig and research. Go and search the Bible, whether it's true that you are a son of God if you are a believer in Jesus. That's another research. By the time you finish, you'll be a different person, I promise you. In the name of Jesus. So go search it, search it out yourself. Somebody shout Amen. You see now the language there is hallelujah, is amen, is honor, adoration, glory be to God in the highest. And so the dialogue went on. But Job, Job didn't know nothing. He didn't know Jack. When did he begin to know? When the devil began to hit him left and right. The Bible said he came to his because he had God had busted with Job. He said, You can't kill him, but there's nothing you can do to him that will make him deny me. Wow! I pray God can say that of me. In the name of Jesus. Can you imagine before Jesus came and died and resurrected, there was a man like that? How much more now? He didn't. The worst he did, he said, ah! He said, let the day that I was born, the day somebody came and said a boy was born, and my parents were jumping, he said, let that day be cursed. He never opened his mouth against God. The wife said, look, I'm doing you on your own. You better curse God and die. He said, never. But in Job chapter 42, 10. Shall we read together? And the Lord did what? Restored Job's losses. What did God do? I can hear you. No, after Job died. No, he restored it in heaven. Can you see what I'm saying? And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job what? Come on, talk to me, church. Come on, talk to me again. As much as he had before. So when God restores, he doesn't bring it to the original level. He gives you something else. He gives you a new beginning. 
He gives you a superior beginning. Glory be to God in the highest. Because everybody will have a testimony. Amen. Testimony of healing. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Supernatural restoration. In the name of Jesus. Now, let me stop there because I want to introduce something here quickly to show you how it happens. You see, in the book of Isaiah 42, look at 22, read it. Can you imagine hidden in holes, robbed, oppressed for praise, and no one hindered, and no one says what? Restore. So in other words, if only somebody will say, look at them and declare, restore in the name of Jesus. But there was none. Who was God talking to here? 19. Look at what he says. He says, who is blind? But what? My servants. You know, who was he calling my servant then? Maybe for better understanding. Or deaf as my what? Messenger. So those who have the offices and the capacity to make pronouncement over the situation. These were the priests. Who is blind by my servant or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind I see who is perfect? I'm blind as the Lord's servant. Come on, turn around. God will make them perfect, and yet they will never walk in that perfection. Come on, you see what I'm talking about in a minute. See many things, but you do not observe. Opening the ears, but he does not hear. 21. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will exalt the law and make it honorable. So 22. But this is a people. Robbed and plundered, all of them are snared in holes, and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey, and no one delivers. And for plunder, and no one says, restore. What if somebody delivers? What if somebody says, restore? There will be restoration. Those who should say restoration are blinded. Those who should declare over them are deaf. Now, remember how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So you have anybody anointed here? If you are sure you are not a shout, amen. amen. And what did he do? He went about what? Hey, and how was that good defined? Healing all who are oppressed. That is overturning every oppression. You have the capacity. Don't allow it in your life or in the life of your loved ones anymore. Don't be among the people that are not saying. Ah, he said they are being held back and nobody is there to deliver. They are being uh, snared and nobody shouting restore. Now you have the capacity. You are anointed. You are born again. Then I restore in the name of Jesus. Come on. That's your right. And watch God move with his own power in your life. Christianity is not just words. It's the demonstration of power. And God is no respecter of persons. It's not limited to pastor. No. It's for us all. You, you see the problem there. Now, turn with me to Ezekiel 37. Uh, Somebody is returning next Sunday. With testimony of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in the name of Jesus. You see, Ezekiel 37. Your problem is not your husband, though. Your problem is not your wife. Your problem is not your children or your parents. Not your boss or your colleagues that are just envious of you. They were very envious of Joseph. They even sold him to slavery. But God was with him. Did he restore? He restored. 
The devil will just make you confuse you and say, it's your mom, it's your dad, it's your husband, it's your husband, it's your wife. Ah. That will hide his own identity. You'll be fighting people. When you can deal with the enemy. He likes to destroy relationships. To isolate you so he can deal with you. But see, God rules this realm through relationships. We're connected to him and we're connected with one another. Can somebody prophesy and restore in the name of Jesus? You have been believing God for get married and you think it's not going to happen? Can somebody say in the name of Jesus, I command the restoration? In the name of Jesus? Oh, uh, uh, Let me show you this from the book of Ezekiel. Can't you the Bible is true? Jesus said the word I speak to you, they are spirits and their lives. So, See what happened in the book of Ezekiel in 37. Okay, verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. Now remember this was in a vision. Okay. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I said, oh Lord God, you know. I like that stand. Is there anything God cannot do? Again, he said to me, everybody read that word, prophesy. Hey, hey, hey. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to them. They were very dry, remember? There were many in the valley where they were buried. Very dry. He said, prophesy even to dry bones. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause bread to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, come on, and as I what? Prophesied. I can hear you. Somebody talk to me. As I what? Prophesied. Okay. As I what? Prophesied. So I was told to prophesy. I began to prophesy. I continued to prophesy. And as I prophesied, and as I prophesied, things began to move. Can you see God now bringing you into the inner chamber to see how things happen? Things happen in the spirit realm that you don't see, but they affect your physical lives. Can you see God's methodology in this place? I'm coming. I'll link it for you in a minute. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, but I thought they were dry, dead and dry. So dead and dry things can make a noise. Or it was the noise that was packing them and moving them and giving Okay, that was a noise. That was a noise. And suddenly, rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and skin covered them over, but there is no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy! If you keep quiet over your situation, it's like, ah, nobody to deliver, nobody to restore, but if you get to prophesy what God has said. He said, and as I prophesied, as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly rattling, and the bones came together. Uh, yeah. Then as I looked, I saw sinews, and flesh coming upon them, and skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, uh, O breath, and breathe on this lane, uh, that they may live. 
forever. I don't care what is gone and dead in your body. I don't care what is dying. There is resurrection power of God in the house today. Makita Labadababa. Somebody is stepping up and is prophesying. Somebody is saying, I'm not going to keep quiet. I'm going to declare restore. I'm not going to keep quiet. I'm going to declare deliver in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. <laughs> So I prophesied as he commanded me, and bread came to unto them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Now, that was what God showed him in the vision. Is somebody hearing me? But look at verse 11. Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel living. It's like God showing me your problems in the spirit and telling me how things will change. These were real people, but he showed him first in the spirit realm. The hand of God came upon me, and the spirit came upon me, and he took me into the valley, and he showed me dry bones. And by the time I saw things happening, he said, I'm talking about the living children of Israel in his time. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let me now link you back to Isaiah 42. Do you see why I say, ah, ah, they were ensnared, and nobody is prophesying. That's what he was saying. They have been robbed, they have been killed up, locked up, and there is no one to prophesy restoration. Can you see how it works? Let me show you another scripture quickly. First Peter 1.18. Watch this. Somebody shout, it's my year of covenant restoration. It's not up to what my father did or didn't do. It's not up to who abused me or did abuse me. They were all plans of the devil to cut short my destiny, but he has failed. Because he whom the son set free is free indeed. Remember Jesus. Look at 1 Timothy 1.18. This child I commit to you. This was Paul writing to the young man. Young man coming to ministry, Timothy. He said, this child I commit to you, son, Timothy. According to what? Come on, help me. I can't hear you. According to what? The prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may what? I can't hear you. So the fact that prophecies have already been made about you, the zombie is going to come to pass. It will be contested. How do you make sure that the appropriation takes place? Declare. If you believe it, declare it. If you believe it, proclaim it. If you believe it, decree it. If you believe it, confess it. Say what God has said, not what the situation is saying. That's how God does it. Isaiah 46, chapter 10. He says, remember the things of old. I am God, there's none other. None and ten. I am God, there's no, there's no one like me. How? I declare the end from the beginning. It does not matter who is trying to stop you right now. It does not matter what you are going through right now. Declare the end that God has declared about. Keep on as I prophesy. Keep on prophesying it. Keep on prophesying it. Keep on prophesying it. Even the dead bones will respond. He said, prophesy to the bones. Speak to your situation. Every comment you say, you speak to the situation and you speak to the hearing of everyone around. Speak to the hearing of the devils. Speak to the hearing of men and women. Speak to the hearing of heaven. Speak to your situation. Let them know where you are standing and what you are standing on. Tell them, say, restore in the name of Jesus. Restore. I command the restoration over your life in the name of Jesus. I command the restoration over your life in the name of Jesus. I mean, restore in the name of Jesus. 
Romans 4.17. Watch it. You see, what we're saying is what God does. That's the way he does it. That's how miracles happen. I see miracles trailing you in the name of Jesus. Talking about Abraham, how did he do? He was dead and gone. He could not sleep with his wife anymore. He was dead. Huh? At this time, but God said, you will, you, no, you will sleep with your wife. There will be children. Uh-huh. How? From a dead woman. From a dead man. But see what is written. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So God said, I have made you a father of many nations. For an old man who doesn't sleep with his wife anymore. God said, I'm just starting with you. So no matter how dead you see when God wants to restore, he restores. I'm challenging the situation here today. You think your days are gone. It's a lie. It's a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout in the name of Jesus. Restore! I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who what? Gives life to what? The dead. And what? Cause the things which do not exist as though they did. Can you see what he showed him in the vision? He said, prophesy to them. And things began to happen. And I said, this now I'm talking about the house of Israel. What was he telling now, um, Ezekiel? He said, now you open your mouth and begin to prophesy. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by the decadence and the rottenness and the how far gone behind they have been. Declare what you want. In the name of Jesus. I would like you all to stand up in Jesus' name. That's the God you serve. That's the nature of your father. The one that cares so much that will never let you go. The one that will not let anything drop to the ground. He will always restore to you. The one that is here to restore you in such a way that you'll be embarrassed this morning. He's here right now. In the name of Jesus. I want you to open your mouth and begin to declare some restoration over your situation. Over your extended family. Over your children, grandchildren. Over your household. Over your spouses. Come on, begin to declare. Over your endeavors, your ministries. Begin to declare the restoration of the Lord in the name of Jesus. You say, why? Because the work is done. Jesus Christ has concluded the matter. He is now seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. You have access to the throne like Jesus. You have, he said, everything the Father has is mine. That's why I said to you that the Holy Ghost will take whatever is mine and reveal it to you. So you are a joint heir with Jesus on this matter. Whatever Jesus has is yours. But look, it's by faith. You've got to know it, to believe it. And if you believe it, you will declare. Glory be to God in the highest. Uh, uh, Refuse to remain where you have been. Declare. Speak yourself out of it in the name of Jesus. Uh, Open your mouth and say what God has said about you. It's never too late. This is your time. In the name of Jesus. This is your time. In the name of Jesus. This is your time. In the name of Jesus. This is your moment. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Expect a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Expect a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Is it your marriage? Is it your health? Is it your finances? Is it your home? Is it your business, your endeavor, your career? Is it your life? Is a new beginning in the name of Jesus? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Christ with the Holy Ghost and went about doing good, healing all? Declare. Open your mouth and see what God is saying about you. He declares the end from the beginning. It does not define you by where you are. It defines you by what he has finished and where he's taking you. Declare. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. 
know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.